You're listening to the In Black and White Show. So my name is Lenny Escobar. Uh, I'm the black guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm, I'm Cody Moulton. So the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, I know that God loves his children, but I, it, to me, he was like, I know that God loves his children, but I don't understand what you're saying right now. Yeah, it is, it is his workaround where he's yeah. like, do you know the condescension of God? Or Nephi's first answer would have been, nah. <laughs> but instead he's like, he's like. Welcome to the In Black and White Show, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm one of Boom. your hosts, Cody Moulton, joined here by Lenny Tell Us Something. Escobar. Lenny Tell Us Something Escobar. <laughs> yes, I am here, I'm ready, and I'm s- so excited. Super. That is super. <laughs> I want to say that as a, as, as a you know, a, the positive word that it is more often. Super! I feel like that's like, can I say, that's just like a white person thing, isn't it? Super? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I don't actually, I don't hear a lot of black people saying, man, that's super! <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I, I, well, actually, yeah. I don't hear a lot of other people of other of other you yeah. know, nationalities white people sometimes creeds yeah saying that and they're usually older but i'm gonna bring that's it back true. i'm gonna bring it back that's, yeah bring that's it back super that's just <laughs> super oh that feels good that's what this episode's gonna be called i almost said called and titled quietled it's it's sidled it's gonna be sidled, sidled. it'll be soiled all right yeah yeah hey lenny mm-hmm Riddle me this. All right, let's do this. You get many of me, but never enough. After the last one, your life will soon snuff. You may have one of me, but one day a year, when the last one is gone, your life disappears. Okay, say it again, please. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the last time you get it, all right? You get many mm-hmm. of me, but never enough. After the last one, your life will soon snuff. You may have one of me, but one day a year, when the last one is gone, your life disappears. Oh, sleep. <laughs> uh, are, are, do you have insomnia? <laughs> no, I was thinking, um, you get many of me, but never enough. After the last one of me, your life will be snuffed, and then you do it one time a year. Yeah. Oh, it's a birthday. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. I can't really say, you know. That's true. Are we, we have just to... going to have to find it on the Twitter? The Twitter. <clears throat> okay. Next okay. Monday. Just let me, let me think about it again. So it is. No, you had your chance, and it was really no, good. no. <laughs> you did really good. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think I'm just gonna go with I'm gonna go with the birthday. It's funny because see. two riddles after the birthday one I'm looking at, the answer is sleep. Oh, so it is birthday. So you're just reading the head. No, I said two. You just said it was birthday. No, I said it's funny because two riddles after the one I just read, the answer is sleep. So, right, and you just said birthday. No, I didn't. 
You, you literally just said birthday. <laughs> no, I didn't. What did I say? You did. You said you said two letter two one two riddles after the birthday one. No, I is, didn't. You did. You definitely <laughs> said that. Did <laughs> no, I really? Yes, you did. Whatever, dude. Okay. Just, all right. Well, everyone else, you know what he said. I'm just gonna, so you know the answer I'm already. I'm just going to bleep it out. <clears throat> all right. It'll just sound way worse than it actually is. <laughs> just a random. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. then. Uh, oh, also, what was the answer to the riddle last week? Just to recap, if you didn't see it on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Good call. Last week's was, uh, hey, you have the answer for us. Go ahead and tell I us. I do. Footsteps. 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 Yeah, everyone I don't exactly remember that, the... though, because I guess. <clears throat> I didn't remember the riddle. You take, no, I don't remember what it was. The more of me you take, the more you leave behind kind of a thing, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's footsteps. Yeah, that's good. So, well, everyone... All right, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear I'm the excited. answer. I'm excited to hear the answer next time. Yeah. Although I already know what it is. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, guys. So this week, uh, we're studying Galatians. Ooh. Or as others like to say, Lenny, Galatians. <laughs> I don't say it that way. I say Galatians, actually. Galatians. It's pronounced everything with a bad accent. It's, it's hard enough to understand some things that Paul says, and that would just be rude of us. But uh, this was this was interesting. The the first section, they're like, "Hey, why don't you go ahead and focus in on uh, scripture?" Uh, this scripture is Galatians chapters one through five. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's all right." That's like all of it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, all, all the it. all the half of it. But Most half of it. Yeah. Anyway, when I get the big ones, sometimes I'm like, "Oh man, I don't know if I can." I'm going to save that for later, and I usually skip it and go on. But let's let's jump into this, Lenny. Yeah, let's do it. Galatians 1 through 5, the, the thing it was focusing on was, the law of Christ makes me free. So what did mm-hmm. you learn somewhere in Galatians 1 through 5? What is something you learned? <clears throat> All right, figured what? you wouldn't learn anything, so I'll go ahead and share. <laughs> no, no, no. I got something. Sorry, I was... Uh, I was halfway paying attention to what you said. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the main thing, I think that one of the biggest things that um, stuck out to me is that Heavenly Father gives us commandments or he gives us laws to guide us. <clears throat> well, let me let me think. We, we actually talked about this a, a little, a few episodes ago about how, I, don't, I think it was like a random word generator about how, um, what a guideline is, which is what the, the law of Christ, the laws of God, that's kind of what I was, I th- what I thought about, um, how it makes, how it, it actually gives you the power to choose more, you know, to, to, and I, and I guess that's what I mean when I, when he says that the when that heading says the law of Christ makes me free, free meaning that you have more ability to choose what you do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the alligator analogy I used, it was really cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's what, 
that's really what this made me think of was that as uh, that the more that we are in line with the commandments, the more ability we have to choose to do the things that we want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I think, uh, like we've said in the past, it's 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 like that artist guy I I was talking about that I never found the Ted Ted talk link right. to. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you said you were going to look it up, so technically that's your fault, Ed. But anyway, you're right. I did say that. Oops. Who's, who's I I'll, I'll do that. I'll make sure I look that up. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, just the fact that with boundaries, with some limitations, he found yes. that he could be more creative. He could be right. Exactly. You know, his work was more fulfilling to accomplish something within certain bounds. And it's 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 not just that with the gospel, right? These bounds aren't there just to help us be creative. Right. God's not like, hey, keep that commandment and that one at the same time, see what happens. Just for funsies. Now there's like there's laws tied to them and there's blessings that come with keeping them. Mm-hmm. But uh ultimately it's to make us you know, make us free, help us uh you know, we still people I, I've heard the argument that uh if there's so many commandments, are we really free? Well yeah. You still have to choose them. You still have to follow mm-hmm. them every day. Some are easier to follow than others. Like, you know, don't kill people. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. But there's some well, other I mean, ones. For, like For most people. For most of us. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, for stuff like don't covet, every day you got to choose that. Right. Or every day you got to choose not to uh, to deceive or say something somewhat misleading, you know, or, or whatnot. Yeah, so. that's true. So anyway, yes, we do have choice. Is there a scripture that you you were thinking of in there? I got one here that I can that I can dive into, like an Olympic athlete diver. Yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. Seventeen <clears throat> flips later, because I'm an Olympic uh, athlete. This mm, is Gal- oh, right, <coughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang it! I coughed. I was trying not to, guys. I'm sick. I'm sorry. All right. Here's the scripture: Galatians one. Verse 12, okay? This is uh, mm-hmm. Paul. Uh, duh. I don't know why I said that. All right. <laughs> of course it's Paul. <laughs> For I neither received it of man, meaning the gospel. Okay, he's talking about... So here's his concern here, right? He's kind of getting after the saints in Gal- Galatia. Mm-hmm. Um that they're listening to false prophets, that they're kind of giving heed to um, different doctrines and, and so forth, and not not learning about the Jesus Christ that he was teaching. Now, we heard some of this with, with Corinthians, too. But uh, Paul says, For I neither received it, meaning the gospel of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. So how are the people getting... Lenny, I'm asking you, it's not rhetorical. Okay. So how are the people getting this message? Okay, repeat repeat what you said again. How are the people getting this message? Paul, Paul's saying, For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. How are they learning about this? Oh, right, okay, sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, I feel like they're... Well, we should be learning. They're learning by the Spirit, by 
or are they? Ooh, see, it's a good question. They're they're learning. I guess we can't really say entirely. Right. But what we do know is obviously from Paul. Mm-hmm. Who's a man? Oh, okay. <clears throat> see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, so he's so you're saying so okay, so Paul is a Paul is an apostle, yeah. and he, he's a prophet. Yep. So if if these people are learning the this the gospel by no one else but him, and he's saying that he was not he didn't receive it of man, but he revved, he he received it by Jesus Christ. So they are receiving it through Christ, through a prophet, through an apostle. But are they yet? Now I'm confused. This is why I'm thinking about it because President Nelson just gave a BYU devotional last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really it was really good. Um, I didn't listen to it yet, but I, just read it. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like you the other day. What was it? Uh, yeah, what did I do? Uh, <laughs> talking about some movie. Oh, it's really good. You should see it. I haven't seen it. Anyway, <laughs> um. No, I was reading a bunch of excerpts of what he said, and ultimately he was he was addressing the conversation about the change in policy regarding LGBT youth being baptized. Right? Mm-hmm. No, I shouldn't say LGBT youth, but LGBT parents with kids who want to get baptized. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, "Please understand that the policies that we were setting forth were coming from a place of love." And please pray for confirmation that we were following the Lord's will when we made these decisions. If this is something that confuses you, that something you struggled with. So what I'm trying to get at here is Paul is telling these people, hey, you receive Christ's gospel not through people. Not 100% through people. Right. Paul's the one telling him this, though. So obviously, what he says counts for something, but it's it's not enough just to listen to Paul and they go, "Okay, he's right." We can't just listen to people. I'm like, dude, you're listening to people right now. That's what Paul is. He's a people. So I think it, it comes. It's got to go hand in hand. We we hear a prophet, President Nelson speaks. Of course, we believe. I mean, if you believe in him, which I do, you do. Mm-hmm. We believe he's a prophet of God. We respect his word. We're going to recognize that he is the mouthpiece of God. Does not excuse us from having to go pray for confirmation about things if we are confused. Or honestly, if we, we probably should do it more often than we do. Absolutely. To get that testimony that from the Spirit to learn about the gospel, to confirm the gospel through the Spirit. Maybe we'll say it that way. Mm, that's a better way. Yeah, I like that. That's what I'm getting at. So I like that that verse here. He's like, "Hey, don't don't just let anyone who tells you about Jesus, you know, doesn't mean they're all going to be right. Some might lead you astray. Ultimately, we got to get it through revelation, which is through the Spirit, which has got to be through communion with God." I think I think that that's actually really important. Uh, I, I think that I, the way that I see it connecting to what we're talking about in the heading here. I think that we, um, 
we can also fall prey, even if we do believe in a prophet, believe in, in Revelation, and then we have these modern prophets, we can fall prey to uh, what I call, uh, what I'm going to call like blind sheepism, you know, where, Ooh, where we blind become... sheepism. Yeah, that's where, where we... Sounds like we, a metal band. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my group. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, it's it's the fact that we, we're, we're so blessed that we have a prophet and we have apostles on the earth who receive a, a direction and guidance for the whole body of the church concerning the whole body of the church, right? Right. But there's a lot of it that the prophet is not the head of the church. I think that that's really, I think that it's hard for us to really kind of, if we don't really think about this and we don't actually pray about it, that we don't realize the prophet is not actually not President Nelson is not the head of the church. Yeah. He is the senior apostle. He's the prophet. He's the one that gives the will um, of the Lord to us. Right. But really, Christ is the head of the head of the of the church. He's yeah. the head of, of the gospel, of the church, everything. We're receiving it through through President Nelson, but Christ is the head. Right. But I think that, that's, that that in itself is something, it's designed that way. Because we are not blindly following the prophet. We are praying about what he's saying. We're supposed to be praying about what he's saying and receiving for ourselves the witness that he is a prophet, A, and that B, what he's saying is the will and the, the words of Christ. Right. And I think that that's really important to, to, to understand because when we do it that way, when we see it that way, we then become free to follow the prophet we become we then become free to follow the laws that have been set forth uh, by christ through the prophet at least in this day and age right. because i think before if we don't do that if we don't follow if we don't actually receive that witness for ourselves that he is a prophet and therefore christ is giving direction through his church uh through him to the church then we become a we become blind sheep to the prophet so that means that we follow the prophet no matter what he says, but we're following a man and not not the savior. Right. Right. And then B, we turn away completely because we don't agree with what the man is saying. Right. Even though it's not the man saying it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's and it's not to say that we don't need prophets, right? Right. It's not not right. to say that just because we should be going obviously to god for for answers and for confirmation he's still he's still in order to teach us his word um and how it applies in this day uh on a large scale he's going to do that through through the church through his organization he's put forth to do that um but answers for ourselves we we just need to seek confirmation yeah that's not to say every single little thing that you ever learn about you need to you need to pray right. about. Right. Right, um, right. You know, it's kinda like if you if you know the Book of Mormon's true, then it's it's easy to piece that, well, Joseph Smith must have been a prophet then because he translated mm-hmm. it and that means that this is of God. True. Or else he wouldn't have been able to translate it. Right? But it is important for you to pray about that still. But it is important exactly. It's like I said, it's it's yeah, it's case by case. We should pray mm. for that confirmation. It's for our own testimony, for our own strength. True, absolutely. So, 
There's a there's a scripture in the one that stuck out to me um, concerning this chapter or this section. It's Galatians chapter three verse two, um, and it says, "This only what I learn of you: received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith." Um, I like this, and the way that I think about it, um, uh, the way that I, I, I thought about it this way, was that some people are going to learn whether or not um, what we're talking about, these receiving these confirmations of, of the law, they're going to learn it by working, by obeying the law, or by even just knowing or just hearing, just by hearing God say that it's a law. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. We're, we're talking about blessings in, in church this weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, someone mentioned like, oh man, I can't remember how the conversation started, but something about are all good things that happen blessings. And we got into a conversation about mm. how, you know, someone said, yeah, I mean, God wants to bless us. He set forth natural laws, and there's natural consequences um, that you might not think of as blessings because they're natural. You know, if you drink water, your thirst will be quenched. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a natural consequence of drinking water. You're hydrating your body. But that's how God has it set up from the beginning when he put the put the earth together and so forth. So anyway, we got into that conversation. And then somebody brought up how God doesn't love church members any more than he loves non-church members. And we need to realize that uh, he's just as eager to bless anyone, whether they believe in him, whether they're Christian or not, whether they're members of the church or not. He's just as eager to bless them as anyone else. That's such a powerful, uh, a powerful, um, wow, I say doctrine. It is. Yeah, it's a truth. That we're, it's truth, right? That we're all children of God, regardless yeah. of what we believe. Yeah. To or, think otherwise is to not understand the plan of salvation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But Which uh, is pretty... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say that we brought that up because we're talking about there's there's people who who will follow um, works. They, they will commit works of the law. As in, mm-hmm. they will follow commandments, whether with right. knowing or whether in faith or not, mm-hmm. and they will reap blessings. There's people who recommend, you know, financial professionals. They recommend you give five to ten percent of your income to charity because it will help you um, be more fiscally responsible and ultimately have more money in the long run because of a mindset that it creates with you and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like a blessing of tithing to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Is it the full blessing? Eh, maybe not necessarily because tithing's paired with fast offerings and, and faith can be part of it. But there's a law tied to that giving to charity an amount of your income, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's what I'm getting at is, yeah, you, if you follow the laws of God, you're going to get blessed regardless of of faith. However, faith is there to enhance your experience, to strengthen you, and to give you the uh, foresight you need to make good decisions going forward. Amen. So, wow. 
Well, that's all I got. Well, gee whiz. The boy hat. The boy howdy shouts and the gee whiz factor. When I start a band, that's going to be our name. Don't you already have a band? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> okay. That's a great name, though. Yeah. Howdy gee whiz and the buzz factor. <laughs> Jeez, come on, man. The Isn't that what it is? The boy howdy shouts and the gee whiz factor. Oh, that's and what our, I said. And our first album will be called Super. <laughs> anyway that's good I like it so Galatians in the next section here and come follow me everyone it's Galatians chapter 3 I am an heir to the blessings promised to Abraham this one's tricky mm-hmm. man it is yeah this one was you stop you start busting out Abraham on me and I, I start uh, getting a little confused you know mm-hmm. uh, here's, here's something I got though uh, it's actually not too far after your scripture you shared. So same chapter, verse 3. Uh, dang it, chapter 3, uh, verses 7, 8, and 9. Uh, so Paul says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. I'll go right to verse 9. No, I'll just read it all. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Mm. So basically, people were concerned that, hey, what if we're not directly Abraham's descendants? Do we not get his blessings that he's promised? And Paul says here, um, verse 7, they that are of faith, if you're of the faith, meaning the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're the same as the children of Abraham. Right? And he hmm. repeats that again. But that's kind that's of a, a cool promise. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can essentially be adopted into this and, and get the same blessings. So this I, this is how I looked at it. You get these blessings by the spirit of the law, not necessarily restricted by the letter of the law. Meaning, uh, if you take it literally, it's Abraham's direct descendants, and that's the letter of the law. If you're a descendant, you get it? Great. If you're not, too bad. Well, the spirit of the law is saying Abraham's descendants because he will have righteous seed. He will have you know, many who who choose to do good and follow Christ. And and he did, and and that's what he's being blessed with because of his faith. So mm-hmm. the, spirit, the spirit here is... Because of the faith of Abraham, because of the faith of his children, they will all be privy to these blessings. And so, ultimately, if you have that faith, that's kind of the condition. That's more the condition than, are you a blood descendant of Abraham? Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, I actually thought uh, what I got from it was the same scripture. Um, but I was thinking, like, what are the... Like you, I always get confused when it comes to the the blessings of Abraham or what you can also call the Abrahamic covenant. Right. I'm not going to go into it too much, um, mostly because I don't want to confuse anybody who's listening as well as myself. <laughs> right. But there is one thing about the Abrahamic covenant, which I think is pretty awesome, uh, especially co- coming from somebody who was baptized later and received faith 
later in life. And later in life, I just mean as, as a young adult, um, that I was adopted into the, into the Abraham, I'm going to call it the Abrahamic family. And one of the things that I was particularly impressed with, um, and I think it pairs with the scripture is that the, one of the blessings of being a descendant of Abraham is that his descendants were tasked or were given the opportunity to share the gospel uh, with all the inhabitants of the earth. That's what it says there, that all the nations shall be blessed. And that's basically what, he, what he's talking about there, is that all the right. gospel will go forth throughout all verse eight. of... Yeah, verse 8. Yeah. Um, throughout all the world, through the seed of Abraham. And I thought that was pretty cool um, because of that scripture for me. Know ye therefore that which they are which are faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So me, who was somebody who had faith, quote unquote, later in life, is now going to be one of the people who bring those same blessings to all the people of the earth. And I thought that was that's pretty cool. And there's an inherent blessing to that, to being one of the people selected to to share the gospel that comes with that, that promise. So yes, we're, we're all tasked with sharing the gospel, but also we're given the power to do so, which I think is part of the blessing. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good, good breaking down of Mr. Abraham here. Oh, brother Abraham. Yeah. Brother Abraham. Yeah. The Abrahamic covenant confuses me because uh, there's a lot there, obviously. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like there's like three or four different things that people yeah. that the Abrahamic describes. Um, one well, of them kinda, is the, they're kind of generic too. They're they're yeah, big, yeah, huge, but well, they're, they're but they're generic because they apply to everyone. Yeah, but it's really cool if you have the opportunity to uh, opportunity if you have the opportunity to to read or get your patriarchal blessing. Some of those actual specific blessings that come from the Abrahamic covenant are outlined in there. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. Specifically your lineage, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Which often is tied to the preaching of the gospel, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. In some format, in some office, in some place, and the responsibilities might be different, but ultimately, like you said, uh, I mean, children of Abraham are meant to preach and carry it forward to Gentiles and non-Gentiles alike. So. Absolutely. Jew, Jew and Gentile. Jew and Gentile. Jew and Gentile. Ooh, that'd be a cool band name. Jew and Gentile. It sounds like almost like, are Jew a Gentile? <laughs> That's true, yeah. All right. Not really. What else, what else you got here? You got anything else on, on, no, that, on that section? No, I think that's, that's pretty much all I have right there. Okay. Did Abraham have the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lenny? <laughs> no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm sorry. It was like our short answer version of the podcast. <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I liked it. Or, or like the like the one before. I am an heir to the blessings promised Abraham. Congrats. Yeah, yeah congrats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Proud for you. Yeah. Good. Good for you. Good <laughs> for you. Yeah. GFU. No, GFY. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Like, anyway, yes, Abraham did have the gospel. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so Galatians 3, 6 through 25, this is the rest of the chapter, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Do you have any highlights in there you want to share? Um, not really pertaining to the heading, but I did really like the uh, one of the scriptures here. Um, verse number eleven. But I'll show, I'll I'll read it to you and just share what I thought about it. But uh, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. Um. Just, I, I mean, that, that to me, and I, I could be wrong, but that to me, what, what it meant to me was that that the laws don't, the laws of God don't justify you to sin. Um, they just, they, they, uh, they are there for you to live. Uh, to guide you. What am I saying? Yeah, to guide you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, I get it, I get it, I get it. Thank yeah, you. that was that's one I read this morning, and I read it like five times. Trying to what verse eleven or, or did it, or the verse eleven? Six, oh, okay, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's evident for the just shall live by faith. Yeah, I think that's what it's getting at. That. uh yeah, the law the law is a standard. It's not something to justify and and to rationalize yourself against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, I, honestly, that's really all I got from from that cha- from this chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I didn't get anything specific to the heading here, which let's touch on in a second, and I'll share something else I got. But sure, I like that this section is this is like a hey something you should probably know about everyone and and they just teach you straight up did abram have did abraham have the gospel of jesus christ joseph smith says hey the ancients in all ages were so we, we can't assume that they were ignorant of the fullness of the gospel which apparently that's a pretty common belief i guess in the world uh, christianity yeah um but uh joseph is saying no you, you you can't assume that that they didn't know about all these truths. Now, did they know about every single thing we know about today? I think Maybe they not. knew about the core yeah. of the gospel, the core of the plan of salvation, everything needed for uh, salvation and exaltation. I would argue they knew all that um, because that's that's what's required to obtain the highest degree of glory, right? So I think that's what Joseph Smith's getting at here. Um, we can't assume they're ignorant of the system of heaven. I, it, this reminds me. There's okay. So in the very at, at uh, verse six, it kind of uh, what you were saying kind of reminded me of this. As I read verse six, even as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. What I what that makes me think of is when Nephi is taken up in the vision, and the spirit says, "Know ye not the condescension of God?" And he says, "I know that God loveth all his children." Wherefore, uh, therefore, or wherefore, I do not know of all things, or something like that. Right. So basically, he's I, like, I don't know everything. Yeah, I don't know everything. I know that God loves His children, but I, it, to me, He was like, I know that God loves His children, but I don't understand what you're saying right now. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it's, it's His workaround, where He's yeah. like, 
do you know the condescension of God? Or Nephi's first answer would have been, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead he's like, he's like, well, I know God loves us all, and, and, and whatever this condescension is, it's probably for our own benefit. But no, no, I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is, that's kind of what, to me, this what's verse 6 is, maybe it's not actually saying this, but even as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Which means, to me, that he believed in God, he believed in the, he, he knew that God was, that, live, that he lived, he believed in the, the plan of salvation, and that knowledge and all the knowledge that he had, which was probably a very full understanding of the gospel, it was accounted to him for righteousness, although that maybe there are some things, the very intricacies were maybe not apparent to him at this time. Right. They're probably apparent to him now. Well, they are apparent to him now, but not at this time. Well, think, but think, I, I, think about like the core doctrines of the church, right? Right. I mean, you get down to the doctrine of Christ, you know, faith, repentance, baptism, gift of the Holy Ghost, endure the end. You think about the plan of salvation, yeah. pre-earth life, the mortal life, the spirit, spirit world, and the degrees of glory. Mm-hmm. Um, the atonement of Christ. Yeah. The center of it all that makes all of it work. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's like the core of everything we believe, right? Mm-hmm. I would assume that every prophet, and that's what Joseph Smith's getting at, knew, knew that. Mm-hmm. Now, do they know about uh, exactly how dispensations were going to play out and all that, and the need for uh, restoration and whatnot? I don't know, but that's not that's not the core of. You know, we talked once on the on this podcast that the gospel is ultimately about um, the end goal. The end game of the gospel is the plan mm-hmm. of salvation, right? Without the plan of salvation, Christ would not have performed the atonement. The atonement's the center of, of the gospel because it's what makes the plan of salvation possible. It, it happened in the first place so that we could obtain the highest degree of glory we could be sealed with our families we could live with god again in the next life after experiencing this one mm-hmm. you know and learning and growing and in and, and inheriting um but uh that's why we're here is, is the 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 gospel of jesus christ the doctrine of christ helps us access the atonement what lets us um uh be have the ability to be redeemed and have experienced the fullness of the plan of salvation. That's yeah. the whole gospel. Yep. So that that's what they know. Policies and other things and the extent of certain things in in the church. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, maybe we're getting too into that. Joe Smith's like, bro, you're getting too into yeah. that dog. <laughs> well, I don't know if he, I don't think he liked dogs. You don't think so? No, he, he definitely he definitely liked dogs. Yeah, he did, man. He said yeah. if you if you disregard any kind of life, like even the life of bugs, then you don't understand the fullness of the plan of salvation. Oh, he did say that. That's... He did say that once. Yeah. yeah, not just like that, but something like that. Somewhere he said it. Wow, this is why I'll never be a lawyer. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah, and the you will never. Well, I mean. You're you not look, really a... you look in there somewhere between the third and seventeenth paragraph, it'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Look in that document there. 
somewhere between the first and the last page, you'll find all the information you need. Go read your constellation. I mean, your constitution. And then you'll find it in there. All right. <laughs> your constellation. <laughs> Here's what I was going to share was uh, verse 22 in chapter yep. 3. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what we get out of this. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Mm. So basically, Christ's promise of redemption is available to everyone who has sinned, a.k.a. everyone. Everyone. <laughs> by means of faith. Um, which to me, basically it's saying, but the scripture hath concluded all under sin, everyone who's, who has committed a sin that the promise of redemption, the promise of being saved from from uh, damnation, comes by faith of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. In faith, if you look at it as an action word, we got to do something about it. So everyone's sinned. We're all promised we can get out of it if we do something about it. Have faith in Christ. Listen to what he says. Follow him. So mm-hmm. forth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so kind of I like that. But that That's it's a... hard to break apart initially, though, because the, the way it's worded, you know. Yeah, Paul has a way of saying things that make it difficult to understand sometimes. Yeah, just sometimes though. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, like very. He's a very, very like a very direct speaker or a very direct writer, I guess. Yeah. But then sometimes the very directness of what he's saying is kind of lost in how he says it. Maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's just translation. You know? No, it's Paul's fault. I talked yeah. to him. <laughs> He, t- he told you that. Yeah, he's always like, it's my Paul, why no, you gotta be like that and talking like that? Paul? <laughs> why, Paul? Why you gotta be like that? Have you? By the way, have you seen those new Book of Mormon videos? I haven't, but I, I have been wanting to, to... I've seen flashes of them, and when I say flashes, I mean I just know that they're there somewhere. Yeah. First episode just came out, so... Oh, really? It's about... It's through First Nephi, or chapters 1 and 2 or something. They're super good, man. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, it's like, it's like, hey, they're, they're they are like episodes. They're like 20 minutes long, and this is season one, which goes through the first book of Nephi. So, it's so gonna, gonna be like, like it's gonna be like a TV show, but it's completely out of the Book of Mormon. Accurate. You know, uh, real, real quick, like just like a like a little aside of that. How does one? Like audition, be an actor for that show. Dude, I don't know. We've actually heard. We had uh, our stake was asking for volunteers to come be. Uh, um, what's the word when you're the person just standing in the background? An extra. Yeah, be an extra in this. We've had multiple requests from our stake to. Have people who are available, you know, to do that, grow beards and is, go hop in. Grow beards and do that? Yeah, they need a lot of people with beards. You gotta that's, look the part, yeah. No, absolutely. It's that's awesome. I. It's not appropriate to to air what my thought is on on air, so I'm not going to. That's it. Anyway. <laughs> now I'm so curious what it is. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. All right. Let's finish this off. We got yeah. to wrap this up, dude. Yeah, we do. This is my favorite one. This is the one I want, I've been dying to talk about. Is it? Yeah. 
All right. All right. <laughs> if I this one is Galatians chapter five, and this is thirteen to twenty six, and then chapter six, seven through ten. Basically, um, the heading is: If I walk in the Spirit, I will receive the fruit of the Spirit. Oh yeah. I thought this one was really cool. I like this one, and especially this scripture that just like encapsulates exactly what this is. Thus I say, uh, this is verse 16 of, of chapter 5. Thus, thus I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And then 17, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to another, so ye, that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not but if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. And then he goes on to say this, like he lists a lot of these things. But I really like this because it, it points out two main things. First, that the Spirit and the flesh are contrary to each other. And I think what they're, what he's saying there is that the the what your Spirit, uh, the Spirit meaning the Spirit of God and also your Spirit, want is different than the actual bodily lusts of your body and and it 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 will take some time for the your spirit and your body to be one to come to to uh to be aligned and when it and what to me what that means is that when you walk in the spirit when you when this when you walk in the spirit then your body and your spirit will be aligned Right. So, um, I think that's this is pretty. Oh, sorry, go ahead. It's probably where uh, you know the the body gets a lot of flack in in modern Christianity. Yeah. Because of scriptures like this, which I think uh, you know it, it makes sense. It, it is important to understand that the body's natural response to things is to to gratify and satisfy. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you're hungry, your natural response is, oh, I'm going to go eat me some pretzels or something. Yeah, that's my natural response is usually always pretzels. <laughs> usually pretzels because uh. they're delicious and they're always good. I'm actually really not a fan of pretzels unless they're oh. like chocolate covered. Okay, yeah, no, you're you're better than me. You don't experience the natural <laughs> man, I guess. But anyway. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, so I think they're, they they... They're at odds with each other, mm-hmm. um, and like I think the word "used" was aligned. They're not always aligned, which is a good way to put it. Um, they are different. They have different functions and different ways we need to, uh, I guess, rein them in or, or use them. But it kind of makes me think of a, a husband-wife relationship. Sometimes, mm. like there's going to be some. Uh, contrast or what's the word he used? Contradiction. Con um yeah, con contrasting. But looking at the body and the spirit as more of a companionship that both have something unique to offer to the experience. The spirit's going to need to rein in the body on some things, and the body's going to teach the mind and the spirit about feeling and empathy and things that uh, they wouldn't might not understand initially. You know, they have different functions. Yeah. They have like different the... ways they work together, even though they might contradict each other at times. I think that's actually a really good uh, clarification of that. Um, I think 
when when I when I was thinking about this in in particular, I was more I was very impressed with the the way that well I want to break I'm gonna do it this way I'm gonna break this down uh, this this phrase walk in the spirit I feel like that in itself is kind of what you're what you were describing because it takes a physical body in order to walk with the spirit or in the spirit right so they're oh, yeah. they're a partner like you're saying they're working together and but I will say this I think that the spirit, needs to direct the body a little bit more than like you were saying the body needs to right yeah i would teach. say the spirit you know yeah is there to to reign and direct and, and help the body not make not to give in to some things that it may regret right but that might be the function and then kind of the primary responsibility of the spirit but yeah, about the yeah. body is, is going to be able to teach and help you experience things a certain way it's not there to necessarily be the one leading on things or guiding actions it's yeah. there to, to help us have an experience to feel mm-hmm. um which that's the whole reason we're here is to have a body so that we can learn to you know control it and yeah and, and enjoy it honestly so i like i like also um as you as you read on, as you read on in the in the in the headings, it's it asks a couple of questions. Um, one of the questions is it, it refers to uh, the fruit of the spirit. Uh, this is mostly the, this is outlined in around verse twenty two, verse twenty three, and uh, the, so it's the but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And I was thinking about this too. The only way... Okay. So, the spirit will will not be able to be in a place of contention. Right? Right. So, if, you're, if your body and your spirit at war, are at war with each other, then you're not going to be able to actually feel of the spirit, like the actual fruits of the spirit from Heavenly Father. So it's pretty. So I, I like I like the way that you're talking about how the body and the spirit are a partnership because it does take them to be in a line with each other in order to be able to feel of the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. That you're you're not going not going to be able to feel peace if your body and your spirit are at war with each other. You know this this is actually a good distinction because it's making me think about. For me, it can be easy too. I want to be the person who opens up the scriptures first in the day instead of something like social media or the internet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say opening up social media or the internet, that's that's a driving force, a, 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 a desire of the body for immediate gratification. Something easy, something that doesn't require anything of me, whatever, mm-hmm. right? But I want it to be the scriptures because I want that to be my priority I want to show God this is first before this other stuff and I was thinking to myself you know at times when I do read the scriptures first but I don't choose it against the internet or social media I don't necessarily feel like an outpouring of the spirit but at times when I am tempted 
and I say, you know what? No, I'm going to read the scriptures first. This is this is before me, but I choose this other thing. That's when my I feel like my spirit and my body are in alignment. Um, and you yeah. feel that spirit. It's an opportunity for them to actually be tested against each other to work together, and I feel that harmony. Whereas without that tension or that opportunity, I guess like or like Lehi talks about, without that opportunity to choose from opposition. Uh, you don't necessarily feel that mm-hmm. alignment blessing, which is the spirit. It kind of makes me think of one of the things that my my wife and I, when we were first married, and we've been married for 27 years now. Um, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> he said that so casually. <laughs> um, well, I just say, say it like that because when we were first married, it's like we're yeah. still newlyweds. And, yeah. I mean, we're, we've only been married for two years. Yeah. But anyways, one of the things is that we, we decided, and it's, we still are working on it, but we're getting better every time, is that whenever we have an issue, we have to like stop and evaluate and, and get ourselves on the same side. So it is me and her versus the issue instead of me oh, versus yeah. her. Yeah. I feel like that in itself is, is what our bodies what we can do with our spirit and our body absolutely when, when we're facing the temptations of life the temptations will be of the body but it's like it is my body and my spirit against this it is not yeah. my body versus i mean it does say in the scripture that it's contrary but it's just talking i feel it's just talking about the natural inclinations of the spirit yeah. versus the body it's not saying yeah. that they are not they're not like fighting each other it's like the inclinations are fighting each other but the the actual physical or not physicalness of the spirit and the body are not fighting against each other so it is the body and the spirit versus the temptation the lust of of the of the flesh and i think if we can like shift our thought about that is that to use our body and the spirit together like that is it is the both of these things versus this then we will be able to feel an outpouring of the spirit because of the whatever the the resisting resistance of temptation the choosing of something that's better for us and and then an outpouring of of the spirit and blessings because of that because we chose something that was yeah. that is better for us yeah man that's a, I think that's a great spot to uh, wrap this bad boy up. Done. I like that alignment. Uh, good comparison. Uh, good good example with you and your wife. Let's try to get on the same side as uh, not not fight against ourselves. Not have a civil war with ourselves. You know, we're we're, we're on the same side here. And and man, I wish we understood that with politics. Yeah, there's a lot of contention in the world, and I think we all realize that. Hey, you don't want people to die. I don't want people to die. Technically, that puts us on the same side. Yeah, you know, even if we disagree on how to get that working, we're technically on the same side. Yeah. Wow, we can have a whole conversation about sides. Whole conversation. Well, next week we're gonna have a random word generator. So everyone, buckle up. Buckle simmer up. Simmer down. Simmer down. And sit up. And sit down. 
and shut down. And shh. So anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. Uh, you can find us online at uh, Twitter and, and Facebook at IBW Podcast. Our email is in black and white podcast at gmail dot friggin com. He was what he was reading that by the way. No, I wasn't. Yeah, that was, was all off the top of my brain waves. Also, it's right in front of us. Oh no, it's not. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our uh, website is ibwpodcast.com. So go ahead and find us there. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. We have a a message form you can contact us at on our website. You can contact us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, let us know what you think about Galatians. All of it. This whole week was all Galatians. So let us know your thoughts and uh, how you pronounce Galatians. And we'll tell you what the answer to the riddle I didn't give away was. <laughs> anyway, until then, Godspeed, everyone. God is good. You know, you like suck in the burp and you're like, this is going to be a good one. And then you try to push it out and it's like, nah, dude, I moved in. I'm paying rent for this whole month. (laughs) I'm paying rent for this month and then it hurts.